0: The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. And as always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are, you and me. I am glad for that. I'm grateful I have no desire to drink today. To talk about something today that's going to involve reading something from Dr. Silkworth, something from the big book. Let me just click on here because I'm not ready to do this because I'm. It's my alcoholism, man. Just kidding. I've talked about it on here. There was a whole show on this thing that Dr. Silkworth published many years ago called Slips in Human Nature. It's been a long time since I talked about it. But it's so important, I think. Dr. Silkworth... He saw Alcoholics Anonymous, he saw alcoholics, in Alcoholics Anonymous, starting to take um, all kinds of their normal human behaviors and describe them as alcoholic behaviors. And uh, he wanted to make a commentary on that say it's not true. He uses the word twaddle, which is... Basically it means bullshit And I'm just going to read I'm not going to read the whole thing You know what? I will I'll, I will read the whole thing And then I'm going to talk about it, okay? I'm going to talk about something else too I'm going to come at this from a different angle Than I did last time Okay It's called Slips and Human Nature By William Duncan Silkworth MD you can get this online it says the mystery of slips is not so deep as it may appear while it does seem odd that an alcoholic who has restored himself to a dignified place among his fellow men and continues dry for years should suddenly throw all this happiness overboard and find himself again in mortal peril of drowning in liquor often the reason is simple People are inclined to say there's something peculiar about alcoholics. They seem to be well, yet at any moment they may turn their back on their old ways. You can never be sure. This is largely twaddle. The alcoholic is a sick person. Under the technique of Alcoholics Anonymous, he gets well. That is to say, his disease gets arrested. There's nothing unpredictable about him. Any more than there is anything weird about a person who has arrested diabetes. Let's get it clear once and for all that alcoholics are human beings. Then we can safeguard ourselves intelligently against most slips. It's going to get to some really profound... I mean, it's all profound, but it's going to get to something really... that I want to talk about here. In both professional and lay circles, there is tendency to label everything that an alcoholic may do as alcoholic behavior. The truth is, it's simple human nature. It is very wrong to consider any of the personality traits observed in liquor addicts as peculiar to the alcoholic. Emotional and mental quirks are classified as symptoms of alcoholism merely because alcoholics have them. Yet those same quirks can be found among non-alcoholics too. Actually, they are symptoms of mankind. Of course, the alcoholic tends to think of himself as different, somebody special, with unique tendencies and reactions. Many psychiatrists and doctors and therapists carry the same idea to extremes in their treatment of alcoholics. Sometimes they make a complicated mystery of a condition which is found in all human beings, whether they drink whiskey or buttermilk. To be sure, alcoholism... Like every other disease, does manifest itself in some unique ways. It does have a number of baffling peculiarities which differ from those of all other diseases. At the same time, any of the symptoms and much of the behavior of alcoholism are closely paralleled and even duplicated in other diseases. The slip is a relapse. It is a relapse that occurs after the alcoholic has stopped drinking and started on the AA program of recovery. Slips usually occur in the early stages of alcoholic's AA indoctrination before he has had the time to learn enough of the AA techniques and the AA philosophy to give him solid footing. But slips may occur after an alcoholic has been a member of AA for many months or even several years. And it is this kind above all that often finds a marked similarity between the alcoholics' behavior and that of normal victims of other diseases. No one is startled by the fact that relapses are not uncommon among arrested, what is it? Tubercular patients. But here is the startling fact the cause is often the same as the cause which leads to slips for the alcoholic. It happens this way. When a tubercular patient recovers sufficiently to be released from the sanitarium, the doctor gives him careful instructions for the way he ought to live when he gets home. He must drink plenty of milk, must refrain from smoking, he must obey other stringent rules. For the first several months, perhaps for several years, the patient follows directions. But as his strength increases and he feels fully recovered, he becomes slack. There may come the night where he decides he can stay up until 10 o'clock. When he does this, nothing untoward happens. Soon he is disregarding the directions given to him when he left the sanitarium. Eventually, he has a relapse. The same tragedy can be found in cardiac cases. After the heart attack, the patient is put on a strict Rest schedule. Frightened, he naturally follows directions obediently for a long time. He, too, goes to bed early, avoids exercise such as walking upstairs, quits smoking, and leads a Spartan life. Eventually, there comes a day, after he's been feeling good for months or several years, where he feels he has regained his strength. And he has also recovered from his fright. If the elevator is out one day, he walks up three flights of stairs where he decides to go to a party, just do a little smoking, take a cocktail or two, no serious after effects follow, the first departure from the rigorous schedule prescribed, so he may try it again until he suffers a relapse. In both cardiac and tubercular cases, the acts which led to relapses were preceded by wrong thinking. The patient in each rationalized himself out of a sense of his own perilous reality. He deliberately turned away from his knowledge of the fact that he had been a victim of a serious disease. He grew overconfident. He decided he didn't have to follow directions. Now, that is precisely what happens with the alcoholic, the arrested alcoholic or the alcoholic NAA who has a slip. Obviously, he decides to take a drink again after some time before he actually takes it. He starts thinking wrong before he actually embarks on the course that leads to a slip. There is no reason to charge the slip to alcoholic behavior or a second heart attack to cardiac behavior. The alcoholic slip is not a symptom of a psychotic condition. There's nothing screwy about it at all. The patient simply didn't follow directions. I'm getting to what the part I really want to talk about today. For the alcoholic, AA offers the directions. A vital factor, ingredient of the preventative, especially for the alcoholic, is sustained emotion. This is what I want to talk about. The alcoholic who learns some of the techniques... the mechanics of AA, but misses the philosophy or the spirit, make it tired of following directions, not because he's alcoholic, but because he's human. Rules and regulations irk almost anyone because they are restraining, prohibitive, and negative. The philosophy of AA, however, is positive and provides ample, sustained emotion a sustained desire to follow directions voluntarily. In any event, the psychology of an alcoholic is not as different as some people try to make it. The disease has certain physical differences. Yes. And the alcoholic has problems peculiar to him, perhaps in that he has been put out on the defensive and consequently has developed frustrations. But in many instances, there is no more reason to be talking about the alcoholic mind than there is to try and describe something called the cardiac mind or the TB mind. I think we'll help alcoholics more if we can just recognize that they are primarily human beings afflicted with human nature. So I wanted to read that and I wanted to talk about particularly that one thing. Because there's so much to talk about. And last time I read this, I talked about, about a lot of it. But I'm going to talk about this idea of sustained emotion. A sustained desire to follow directions voluntarily. And what Dr. Silkworth just said is if somebody follows the directions, but they don't grasp the spirit of what's being taught, Then they'll just get annoyed and frustrated And eventually They'll stop following directions Because they're not having a good experience That's it But It goes on to say that AA is a positive It's positive It's a positive Um philosophy. There's a positive message. There's positive. It creates a sustained emotion, a sustained desire to voluntarily follow directions. I went to probably seven meetings last week. I didn't go to any of the meetings because somebody told me to or because I was afraid not to. I went to the meetings because I wanted to help if possible. That Is Why I'm still sober Because the experience I'm having Feels good And I want to read a few things From the big book As they coincide with the experience I'm having I'm going to start on page 8 If you're reading along Second full paragraph Into the paragraph I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness In a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. I want to skip on up to... A little page called Get Off My Back, I'm Looking For It. Page 152. Right in the middle. I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I have you a sufficient substitute? Yes, there's a substitute, and it's vastly more than that. It's a fellowship at Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. And then, the last thing I want to read comes on page one hundred and sixty-one, I think. No, fifty-nine, one fifty-nine, right in the middle of the second full paragraph. Though they knew they must help other alcoholics If they would remain sober That motive became secondary It was transcended by the happiness they found In giving themselves for others I want to read all this Because that is a very positive Experience being described It's not I'm just doing contrary action I'm just getting by here If I was still doing contrary action Right now I would have left so long ago And left nothing behind but my big middle finger right in your face If I was just following Orders, rules Suggestions Dutifully And I never grasped the spirit of what was being Explained to me And I never had A positive experience with it I would have left I would have left And I don't know, if anybody's listening to this thinking, I don't know, (laughs) that, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of times I think the message sounds sad and passive, depressing. And, you know, it motivates me. To Share about my experience In every way I can Because I'm not having that experience And um, Yeah, if you're listening And You're not having a good experience Or you don't think you can have a good experience Or something I want if no other If nothing else, I want to you know that's my that's my message of hope is that it is a way of life that becomes more and more wonderful over time it has for me i'll say not everybody's having this experience that i'm having That's my experience And um, You know there are reasons for that I'll touch upon a couple of them One is that The idea that I'm a victim Of anything Is gone the application of these steps has destroyed that. It's annihilated that. If I ever feel like a victim, it's it lasts seconds. And even then, it's not real. It's like I already know. I just don't believe that anymore. I just know differently now. That God is, I believe everything. And... There's no problem bigger than another. God is everything. God is bigger than whatever is in front of me. Period. And I'm just not a victim. I don't get to be a victim anymore about anything, about somebody being annoying, about a meeting ending at the wrong time, about somebody not doing what they should do. I don't be, get to be a victim for of anything. And that is... Obviously uh, An experience that is more and more Enjoyable as time goes on As that expands I mean The biggest thing The biggest reason Is that the relationships That I do have with people Has improved Over time And I'm not saying my relationship with everyone in my life Has gotten better That's not what I mean I mean The quality of the relationships in my life Has improved The relation The relate part of relation Gets more and more Experienced it Has been for me It means more I feel closer and closer to people That I do feel close to I mean, I don't know. I mean, those are just a couple little things, kind of. Not trying to control people is a wonderful experience. That stuff that I learned And stuff that happened As a result Over time Of continuously practicing um, The tools that are in the big book So I don't know I'm comfortable being comfortable used to not be. used to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what I knew, but I'm not anymore. I'm comfortable being comfortable. I can preserve my good mood. I'm interested in being around people who want to preserve their good mood. But there was a time I didn't have a thought like that. I didn't, I didn't really want to. I didn't know. I mean, it was just, I don't know. It's just, it's gotten better and better for me. But today's the day that counts. What I do today is what matters. And I am trying to grow today. Lots of things I can improve on right in the here and now, right now. Lots of things. So, I don't know. There it is. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. Maybe it was you who needed to hear that. Maybe the person in the next room who's eavesdropping needed to hear it. I don't know. Maybe you're like, I didn't really need to hear this. I'm not. Very funny today. That's okay. I have to remind you, it's been a while. You did not look this up in the comedy podcast. So if my jokes don't scratch you where you itch, it's really not my problem. You have to look at that. Okay? I'm not here to be funny. I'm here to be good looking. And that's kind of it. I'm not here for your comic relief. All right. I want to give a shout out today to... Chelsea, Cass and Kelly up there, and I want to give a shout-out, special shout-out today to Crystal. I told you I was going to give you a shout-out, and here it is, and I want to say to anyone who needs to hear it that everything's okay. Is I believe. So I say that. All right, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go just, it's my day off, so I'm just gonna do what I always do, which is go lay in a tanning bed and put country crock all over my body. It's just what I do on my days off. All right, and just look at myself. I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that's worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.